What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Man, guys, I don't know about y'all. Oh, you got, dude, you got a stash going on. You like it's it? red, so it's a little harder it's to like, see. It's like red and blonde. It blends in, yeah, it's but it's okay. getting there. Now, how how long are we letting that grow out? We're gonna sit, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give it a little while. Okay, uh, I got a question. Don't lie now. Was it Top Gun inspired? You know, it's hard to say it wasn't because. It's hard not Top. to be inspired by that movie. Exactly. It's hard not to. Um, whenever I, I, I'll say when I initially did it, it wasn't Top Gun inspired because I was jacking around. And yeah. a lot of times, anytime I decide I'm going to shave my face, I, I always leave the stash like for one night to see if my family notices. We can do this on the intro. Let's yeah. talk about this, this uh, shaving game as a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so anyway, I, Sometimes, anytime I shave my face, if I've got a, you know, I always have a, kind of like you have right now, Sean, just very light. Scruff. Scruff. And if I decide I'm going to shave it, I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll start with the, with the goatee. Yeah. And then I'll go with like the Fu Manchu. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll like. Yes. That's exactly know. what. Yeah. 99% of males do. I don't know. Sean, are you in that 99%? Oh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do it. You just want to see what it looks like. I know. To see because the the three months ago when you but, did it, you weren't sure if you could remember if it yeah, looked good. That's right. And yeah. so, or if your wife liked it. That's yeah. exactly right. I, then, I've done the full Manchu. My wife is always like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah. Go back in the bathroom. <laughs> well, here's the deal: is I did I did it, and and I didn't do the, the I just went straight to the stash, and and I was like man, that looks really weird, you know, and, <laughs> and it's hard to get used to it. And, um, and Addie was the first one that noticed it. Okay. And, and she said, dad, what did you do to your face? <laughs> They're and so taken aback. I like know. you look like an idiot because yeah. you don't look like you normally look. Well, here's how it went though. And so she was like, I don't like it. <laughs> and, and, and then it dawned on her top gun. That rooster yeah. in Top Gun had the stash. Yeah. Talk to me, Goose. And it, it, you could see it spinning in her head, and she kind of looked back at me, and she was like, don't shave it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and I said, don't tell your mom. you know. And, yeah. and she didn't tell Amy, and Amy didn't notice until like the next day. And she's okay. like, did you have that yesterday? Wait, and, wait, let's go back. Yeah. Your daughter noticed immediately. Yes. Your wife took her 24 hours to notice that you had a mustache. You got to be honest. I mean, there's lots of times, like my wife, she'll walk in and she has her hair done. You just get so accustomed to, I mean, my wife and I have been together for 20 years. And Mm -hmm. you get so accustomed to, you're not always just studying their face. You know, I mean, that's not a... Yeah, I mean, unless you go out on a date or something, I'm looking not- at my wife's booty while I'm looking at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. that too, that too. But um, anyway, you know, so um, it's not always apparent. You're exactly right. It's like, hey, just I've I've had it since Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. Oh, it's a I've, week, and I've been with you every day this week. Yeah, at, and you—it's the first time you've noticed. No, I didn't notice no, until wait, you I, told I, I me told, that's right. three days or that's four right. days later. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, I, I'll let me go back. I did notice it in one of our video messages. Gotcha. And then I, th- I thought, is that a, the right light? I was like, is that a mustache? And then I do what I normally do, and doop, 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 you forgot about it. Yeah, go, yeah. On. go. On. Anyway, welcome. Uh, so I, ca- I will say, Top Gun maybe has a little bit to do with why. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it for a little bit and see how it shapes up. Do it, man. Yeah, why not? You it's kind of. I mean, it's back. Yeah, it's back in style at least for a little while. Well, my wife tells me I can somewhat pull it off. We'll and, do it. You know. You know, if it makes you feel good. Yeah, when we'll you see look how in the affect, mirror. We'll see how it affects sales. <laughs> you know, Sean, are sales going up or down? Well, they're just kind of staying easy. Okay. <laughs> Not real sure if it's uh, maybe, maybe swaying it one way or the other. to do the stash. Maybe yeah. Sean needs you know. stash. That's what it okay. is. All right. Uh, Obi, will you open us up in prayer? Sean's on the mic this morning. Sure will. Lord, thank you so much for bringing us here safe and sound. Uh, Lord, we just pray that you'll be with our families, watch over and and keep us all healthy. And uh, Lord, we thank you for loving us and for the grace and mercies that you just shower over us every day. We're just so grateful, so undeserving and so grateful. Uh, Lord, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you um, for just giving us this platform to glorify you and to spread your good news. And Lord, just to hopefully plant some seeds into some folks and just make them think a little bit, um, make them think, you know, about, about what life looks like after this, this short stint that, that we have here on earth. Lord, I pray we'll make a difference, uh, in lives in, in, in everybody that we see and meet and, and, uh, just get to be a part of their lives. And, and Lord, I pray you'll be with Sean and be with all of us here and just help us to spread some good news. We thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, and we just love you so much. Amen. 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 <clears throat> so um, I've been reading through this book that my mom got me for Christmas. It's called This is the Day by Tim Tebow. Um, and, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about Tim besides he – is all about going out there and doing doing work for the Lord and uh, giving God all the glory, and I knew that he was a Christian, you know. And uh, but started looking a little bit deeper into his life and all the way down to, I thought this was really interesting. Uh, Tim, um, from the day he was born, uh, he he was a uh, a, a miracle baby. Uh, he was born. His parents moved to the Philippines after they met. And uh, in anyway, and that's actually where he was born. And uh, while he was there, uh, his mom had um, come down with a uh, some sort of an illness, and she became really, really ill. And actually, at the time, did not know that she was pregnant. And um, they uh, encouraged her to have an abortion uh, in in fear of uh, it causing her, you know, her own death, you know, and uh, anyway, so wow. she was, yeah, so she was uh, super afraid, and uh, she was like, listen, it's against my religion, I'm not doing that, we're having this, you know, kiddo, well, Tim Tebow was, was born uh, several months premature, and uh, a lot of people say that he was a, mir- a miracle baby, and uh, his dad talks about, hey, uh, you know, God just, Please allow my child to be, to to be born. Uh, they talk. He talks about him and his 
wife praying over and over. And it's uh, interesting because of the influence and the platform that uh, Tim Tebow has today. And um, it's uh, it's been pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, that he was born so premature and almost wasn't born at all, you know, due to this crazy illness in the Philippines. And anyway, so that's kind of how his life started. So he kind of, he really started off as a miracle, you know, and with his parents pleading to the Lord to to spare his life. And, uh, and God did. And so I'm going to fast forward years. Um, starting uh, Tim Tebow, he played for the Florida Gators. The dude was a phenomenal um, athlete, six foot uh, three, 200 and you like 35 pounds, just a big man quarterback. And uh, he also won a Heisman while he was playing in Florida for the Florida Gators. Uh, went to two national championships, won two national championships. They won both of them? I believe so. Okay, I yeah. forgot about that. And um, anyway, um, so one of the things that happened is, um, you know, and one of the testimonies that he gives is the, uh, I call it the uh, Philippians, uh, it's 413, right? I can, I can do. do all things yeah. through stri- Christ who strengthens me. And uh, he used to wear that on his eye black. It was one of the ways he wanted to kind of give, uh, use use his platform to, uh, um, just uh, push push God and uh, push his team. And um, anyway, um, so during the time, during the uh, national championship, he, um, right before the game, he said he felt the tugging on, uh, you know, just on his heart, the Holy Spirit tugging at him to change the Bible verse uh, to, um, and, and he didn't know what to change it to. And he was like, this is right, I'm sorry, this is right before the national championship game. And uh, so he felt the tugging of the Holy Spirit, and what he ended up doing was uh, leaving it, uh, at Philippians you know, 4.13, and then uh, right before the national championship game, and then at the national championship game, he went and visited with his parents, uh, and his dad was like, you know, what about coach? Because coach is real superstitious, and he was like, if – the coach told them to wear long socks one game. They were wearing longer socks the next game. And anyway, uh, so he uh, went to the coach, and the coach was like, no, man, we can't we can't change. Fili- that, that's, that verse got us to this game. We can't change it. And he's like, coach, you know, uh, the whole premise, you know, behind Christianity is um, uh, John 3, 16, and I just feel like I'm feeling led by the Lord to change the verse and uh, – Anyway, so what ended up happening is they won the national championship in 90. It was uh, 94 million people actually Googled John 316 during that game. Really? Yeah, 94 million. Wow. uh, Anyway, he was just like. That's crazy. That's nuts, isn't it? What an impact. He said, my first thought was, wow, 94 million people do not know what John 316 is. And uh, he was like, I just couldn't believe that. That was just, uh, just baffling to me. And uh, so that was interesting. And, uh, you know, the story goes on while, while Tim's giving his testimony. And, um, and in the testimony, uh, he talks about three years later. He goes, uh, so now three years later, uh, he's playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he's playing the, Pix- the Pittsburgh Steelers in overtime. He's playing for Denver, I believe. And uh, in overtime, um, they ended up winning the game. And at the same time, he's still wearing John 316, I black, and 
doing his thing, you know, uh, three years later, and his PR guy walks up to him after the game and says, Timmy, Timmy, man, do you, do you realize what happened? In um, three years to the day, okay, this is to the day of uh, the national championship game three years earlier, right? We're 94 million people, Google John 316. Um, so he said, Timmy, you're not going to believe this. Uh, you threw for 316 yards. There was uh, the yards per rush were three, 3.16. Yards per completion were 31.6. The time of possession was 31.06. Ratings for the night were 31.6 ratings. And 90 million people Google John 316. Uh, and that's the number one thing on social media right now. And um, wow. <laughs> I was just like, holy cow. That's in that book? All that's in that book. That's that's in his testimony. I, I I took all these stats as he was uh, saying them on YouTube just about fifteen minutes ago. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah, wow. Um, you know, to say that God is not using Tim Tebow yeah. to, to to reach millions, you know, is an understatement of the century. Or to to say that God doesn't work through us just everyone mm-hmm. you know that that is seeking to glorify his name yeah. i mean if you, you you i mean you just you can't hear that like if i was if i was you know debating an atheist an, an atheist yeah i mean i would have to use that as reference of how do you explain this yeah you, you, don't, you don't. There's you, one explanation. There, there's no explanation. <laughs> yeah, there's one explanation, but the, you're talking about five or six different statistics that all are j- lead to John yeah, three sixteen. You, you could you could pull you could pull a statistic that said okay yeah there's one in forty seven point two million or billion chance that all those things happen at yeah, one time. Billion probably uh, would would probably be the answer. Wow. I mean, it's amazing. It's an absolute miracle, you know, um, to, to hear those stats. Yeah. It's just, it's mind-boggling. And the mo- the coolest thing ever is uh, <clears throat> what Tim was talking about in his testimony. And he, he said, listen, guys, I didn't even know that that was happening. I had no clue. He said, God was using me whenever I didn't know it. And he said, uh, it, just, it, it just blows my mind. And he said it. He was talking about the importance of, of stepping out in boldness and stepping out and being bold for the Lord. And even though you think that God's not using you, He is using you. And uh, you know, and he, he was just like, it, you know, to this day, he was just encouraging everybody to to be bold for the Lord. And um, you know, and just because you can't always see, you know, what's what's happening right under your nose, God's working behind the scenes. And I I thought that was just an amazing. Um, amazing story, uh, you know, and he was just talking about how important it, it is to get out of your comfort zone, you know, and uh, well, just a little bit more on his impact. Um, he uh, he's actually in the dictionary. Did you know that Tim Tebow no. is actually in the dictionary? So Tebowing, oh, is a is an actual word. The uh, whoever is in charge of mm-hmm. putting words in the dictionary put Tebowing in the dictionary and that's that's when a kid or anybody kneels 
with their, you know, temp. If you see any kind of video uh, or pictures of him before games, he would kneel and pray, and he'd put his he'd put it, he'd put his uh, hand or his fist right over his forehead and kneel and pray. Yeah, and that's referred to as Tebowing now. Like, uh, awesome. you know, if, if anybody's doing that, they'll say, "Oh, that kid's Tebowing." Mm-hmm. Wow, they, it's been such a prevalent word in the in the sports world that. Webster determined it needed to be in the dictionary. Wow. Awesome. That was kind of cool. That's, that's, cool. That's, that's pretty special. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> he's a young man. He's made an unbelievable impact for the Lord. And uh, it all started from the day he was born, you know, God sparing his life. And that's that's pretty special, man. In this book um, I've been reading, uh, This is the Day uh, by Tim Tebow. And uh, y'all should all pick it up. It's a, uh, it's a great book, and there's a lot of great um, just uh, – knowledge and, and, and power, you know, uh, in this book, it's, uh, it's pretty cool, you know, how he ties in his life to, uh, to scripture in so many ways. And one of the things, um, this is, uh, in, uh, chapter four, uh, listening, listening to the right voice. And, um, in here, he's talking about whenever he was in college and, um, um, just given all the d- different references of how, you know, uh, it's so easy to go in and, and allow your voice to, to allow the enemy to creep into your life and to uh, just destroy your your demeanor, your witness, uh, just everything that you're about. And he, um, you know, this one, one, one time here, uh, fast forwarding from college into um uh, into the minor leagues, um, he said uh, he was talking about this one game. He said uh, my my first at bat was one walk, my second I grounded out, uh, then uh, I struck out my third and fourth at bats. Um, whenever he was playing minor leagues, uh, I vowed to do better next game. Except I didn't uh, play that day. In our third game, I popped out and struck out twice. The final game of the series uh, didn't end well, and I struck out at bat. Then my second at bat, I was 0 for 9 in that series. Talk about a slump. And uh, he he just talked about every time he was in a slump, you know, all of a sudden all, you know, uh, you get you start getting knocked down with uh, all the negativity of you're not good enough, you're not, you're worthless, you know. And, and for him, you know, he was such in the spotlight, you know, winning the Heisman and everything, and then going, going into minor leagues. A lot of a lot of people were giving him a lot of slack, um, and just ragging him pretty hard about why aren't, why are you trying to play baseball too? You should just stick to football. You know, I mean, football's mm-hmm. is your thing, and uh, so he got a he got a lot of flack about that. That and, was uh, like because they were trying to get him to move to tight end. Mm-hmm. Right, not be a quarterback, and he's like, "No, I'm, I'm a quarterback." Sure, I'm a, I'll play baseball. Right, yeah, exactly. So whenever he would get up to bat during baseball, like in minor league games, they would put up on the big screen like pictures of him getting knocked out. Like in in college, one time he got a uh, he got knocked out in a game when he was at the opposing. Team yeah. stadium. Yeah, okay. and and they would play like highlights of him getting knocked out whenever he's up there, you know. Try, I mean, the, the the dude like he, he said it was just horrible. Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> on, on another level, and uh, you got this good guy out there who loves the Lord, and you got the devil just throwing daggers at yeah. him nonstop, and uh, and he, he 
is pinning, you know, is honing in right here, talking about how important it is that we're listening to the right voice. We're not listening to the enemy. You know, we're not listening to all the uh, the discouragement, you know, by the haters and the naysayers because they're going to come out of the woodworks. Man, anytime you're trying to do something good for the Lord, rest assured they're coming out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. son. And uh, it's it's almost like the devil, it's almost like Satan prompts them to come in and destroy the good that you're trying to put back in the world. And, uh, and anyway, right here in the book, he talks about how it's important for us to believe that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Believe that he is in control of your life. Believe that whatever happens, however and wherever the road you're walking on unwinds, he's got this. Uh, and uh, one of the verses that he references uh, that he likes to go to is uh, Samuel 36. Um, this is whenever you're getting daggers thrown at you. Uh, David was greatly distressed because the men who were talking of stoning him, each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. He just talked about, he was just discussing about how important it is that we're turning to God in Scripture uh, for encouragement and uh, to understand that God has us in the palm of his hand um, and that uh, God is who decides in the end. It's not It's not Satan. It's not man. It's not the naysayers. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, just listening to his testimony, um, it's um, truly inspiring, you know, the way that uh, he's been an overcomer. He's been a perseverer from the day he was born, you know, the day he was born premature. And uh, God has, uh, has shined favor on his life in a massive way. And for anybody to to listen to this guy's life and the testimony of uh, uh, this is the book here. It's uh, uh, this is the day, and for anybody to to listen to his life and testimony, um, and and say that there's not a God would just be foolish, you know. And um, it's uh, it's really inspiring, and I, I just would encourage everybody to, to grab this book and. Um, you know, and uh, one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about today is, you know, um, in in y'all's own life, uh, you know, uh, do y'all have any examples of uh, of times in your own life, and not to just totally put you on the spot, but whenever, you know, you were totally discouraged and totally broken, and, uh, you know, the devil's just throwing daggers at you, and, um, you know, um, it, just a, you were in a place where you just felt, you know, broken, uh, and, and, and nowhere to turn to. And, uh, you know, I think we all kind of go through that and we all experience that from time to time. And, uh, it's real. Yeah. Lots of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of times, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's just the way life is. I feel like, um, I feel like, I mean, I say this all the time, but life is, it's just a, it's, it's a constant in and out of seasons, no different than the actual seasons, fall, winter, summer, spring, you know, I mean, we go through these seasons, um, you know, of despair, of hopelessness, uh, we go through these seasons of, you know, we just feel like we're on cloud nine, we feel like, we feel like Every, you know, everything is clicking, all the stuff that we've been working towards, you know, you're starting to see the fruits of your labor and, and, uh, and then trial strikes, you know, 
you go through the valley of that roller coaster and it, it's, it's, it's literally, I mean, we talk about going through a roller coaster within our careers and our families and our, uh, in our walk, you know, with the Lord. Um, and it's, it's literally just a, you know, it's a, it's a roller coaster. There's, there's nothing but hills and valleys. There's songs written about it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, just going through the hills and valleys of, of life. Um, you know, so it's, it's something, um, you know, thinking about really like thinking about the perspective of Tim Tebow and how the, you know, you think about somebody that's, that's choosing to, um, go through those hills and valleys in the spotlight of fame, like Tim Tebow. Yeah. And, and in the spotlight of everything that he does is going to be replayed on YouTube or social media as soon as it happens. If it's against the grain, man, all the naysayers are about to be, you know, if it's, if it's, you know, you're going to, it's almost like he's a politician, you know, and, and there's the left and the right, you know, and you've got the left doing this and the right doing this and somebody's supporting and somebody is trying to break him. Um, you know, and, and I think about, the hills and valleys that I go through. And then I think, wow, how much more difficult would it be if every time I got up to bat, the entire stadium wanted me to fail, you know, (laughs) um, you know, they, they wanted me to fail. I mean, you, we, we preach, you know, on our podcast and in our, in, in life groups and in our careers with anybody that we might could potentially have a positive impact on to surround yourself with people who love you, who are, who want you to succeed, who have your back that you're going to get encouragement from. And he steps into the box and he's surrounded by people that want to see him fail, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, man, that, I mean, you have to be able to just take that and zone it out on another level. I mean, you, you have to have such tunnel vision uh, in that moment that, uh, and there's not a whole lot of people that can do that. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's inspiring to me. Um, you know, whenever I think about his faith and I think about his ability to do that and, and and you know that there were seasons where he wasn't able to. Sure. Yeah. You, you know that there were seasons, but but he pulled through. You yeah. know, and and there were that many people. You know, he had. He, I'm sure there were times where he just felt like he was the only one. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. and there was nobody else there. And so, that's it, it's really inspiring to me to know uh, that. He's writing books. He's still making a difference, mm-hmm. not just a little difference. Right. You know, he's making an enormous impact for the kingdom. And uh, it, it inspires me to think, you know what? If he can do it in that environment with the odds stacked against him, and I mean, you could argue that he's never held the cards. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's always been against him. You know, I feel like if, if he can do that, you know, what can we do? You yeah. know, I mean, that's the, that's kind of the, the way. The guy I'm also has a foundation called A Not to Shine where he, uh, he, he goes out. Uh, he goes all over the world. I mean, he's probably on a plane 250 days a, a year. And uh, 
anyway, um, his foundation, they go out and they, they'll take like, um, um, I, I'm just trying to think, I, th- I believe it's Down syndrome children. Okay. Um, I think it's, yeah, just, um, where I, they, I think it's just mentally disabled or, okay. um, any, any, it, it's children with any type of special needs, yeah. you know, he, huge, huge foundation. Yeah. Uh, they, it's got a lot of backing, but I know he's also putting a lot of his own money into it. And, uh, Anyway, um, uh, the the guy's putting good back into the world in a ma- in a major way. He loves the Lord, and you're you're right. It it is inspiring, you know. For Tim, he's under that magnifying glass, but you know, uh, everybody's looking at him a lot harder. But no, but no one is exempt. You know, no one is exempt from uh, uh, not you know uh, listening to the right voice. You know, which is what he talks about uh, here here in the book and it's the only way that somebody under that much scrutiny and and under that large of a magnifying glass that microscope that he's in can it's the only way that they can that they can uh, that they can win it's the only way that he can pull through Mm -hmm. is by listening Mm -hmm. to to the lord's voice it's the only it's the only way yeah (laughs) i like the example of uh, um, baseball yeah it's in in your blood right Mm mm-hmm I love the example of the getting in the slump. And I, Brandon, if Brandon was here, he'd talk about this too. It's like, it does not matter how good you are, how consistently you practice, how much you do to prevent that slump. If you play baseball long enough, you will get in a slump. It's going to happen. And what happens mentally, and he talked he talked about, oh, I just about spilled my coffee on a computer. What he talks about in that book is when you get in that slump, that mental headspace that you get in, it's it's so hard to not define your skills based on that 30 at bat slump or that 10 at bat slump or that 60 at bat slump. Yeah. Now the greats understand that this is not who I am as a baseball player. I th- This slump is not who I am. And you're walking up to a plate to where you're going to fail seven or eight times out of ten anyways. So you have to understand that it, to begin with. And that's if you're good, right? That's if, <laughs> yes. If you're, re- yeah. if you're really good. Yeah. Hall good batting average is like, what, 350? I think Hall of Fame. Really good, it's 300. Yeah, that's that's really good. I think uh, if you if you have a career 350, you're probably in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you're talking that guys like Tony Gwynn, Kirby Puckett, like those those guys hit in the mid 300s which nobody's doing that anymore i know I your know. your best your most consistent batters in the mob right now are hitting three to 320 mm-hmm. if somebody is is somebody is even close to four they're just on fire they haven't had enough at bats <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah. that's exactly right so that slump gets in your head and uh but also what's crazy about that is you may have a 30 at bat slump and then you get one hit you out and you're like oh i remember that i can do this mm-hmm. it's a it's very it's a it, mental shift it, it, baseball is so you can apply baseball so much to w- what life is about is that we're going to go through those slumps as christians we have to understand that that does not as long as we're preparing as long as we're in the word we have to understand that that does not define us as a christian as a follower of christ and at some point, the Lord will allow us to come out of that. But a lot of times, as far as where I'm concerned, 
I'm I'm dumb enough to forget during those moments that oh I am a child of God. Like this is this is not who I am. This this right. hard thing that I'm going through. So I think it it goes back to our preparation as as Christians. Um and what are we doing every day to make sure that that we're we're following and that we're seeking after God. Yeah, I mean we um we talk about how it's a daily I mean, I think I've talked about it in past podcast. I, I I don't remember who the it was a guy in Nashville, Tennessee, or Franklin, Tennessee that I was watching one day, and and um, you know he was he was just talking about beating life's battles, and he was talking about how um, you know we all know as Christians as Christians we know that we should be in the Word daily. And that we should be seeking the Lord daily, and and then and then he like flipped it on its head, and he said, "But that's not exactly true." He's like, "We have to be. It's it's not it's not we should be. It's we have to be. And if we if we aren't in the work, basically, he's saying, if you're not, I mean, you have to be in the Word." Every single day, you have to be seeking Christ every single day if you want to overcome life's battles um, in a in a reasonable time frame. You know, the the less that you're seeking Him every day, the longer it's going to take you to overcome those battles, those trials, that adversity, whenever they strike. And and it just resonated with me because I've always been that oh. Uh, going through a trial I need to get I need to, I need to pray more I'm going through a trial I need to uh seek the Lord more yeah no I need to be seeking God every day every day every right. single day it, it yeah. goes back to the importance of putting on the full armor of God daily daily no matter what's going on in your life and um it's um it's important to prepare 100 percent well that, that's cool a lot of cool facts about Tim Tebow uh um, yeah. yeah well I think we need to all aspire to uh, walk the walk like yeah. he does. Yeah, he certainly does it. Yeah. Hey, Tim watches our show, so Tim, we want to give you a shout out. Like, thanks for writing the book, man. That's a lot of inspiring. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, inspiring. Go buy his book. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. <laughs> he'll he'll uh, be in and, next week yeah, doing all the show. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and uh, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna continue to promote this for you, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tickled me. <laughs> Hope you're having a good day, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate you guys joining us today. Uh, it's been a blessing. Thanks, Sean. Great job. I'm, I'm I'm glad that you read books. I've it's something that I expire. from time to time. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> don't downplay it. I, don't sell yourself m- short. Most, most of the time, I'm an audio booker. But if my mom buys That's me a still book, still considered. I'm, Reading. I'm like, I got to read this. Right. Yeah. just excited. He was a little worried that maybe you couldn't. Read. No, no, I, I relate. I'm glad that you can read. I'm glad that you can. <laughs> listen, I relate because I don't read a whole lot. I do listen to books a whole lot. Anyways. Yes. We appreciate you guys and gals joining us today. Uh, if you would, uh, would help the kingdom out tremendously. Uh, get this podcast and all them Google analytics and YouTube and all that stuff. Uh, if you hadn't found us on YouTube yet, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcast or Pandora, we are on YouTube if you want to uh, see our ugly mugs or 
see reactions and all that good stuff. Uh, like those, share those, um, help us reach more people for Jesus, and go out and kick today in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.